Welcome to the Amplifier Event Marketing Podcast. Your chance to listen in on a no-holds-barred conversation about marketing events and venues from the best in the business. Now here's your host, Kendra Wright. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Amplifier. Today, I'm coming to you from the International Association of Fairs and Events Convention in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, if you heard my interview, uh, uh, the last episode, you may have heard me talk about this igloo that we're in. And I told Dave, the, the, my guest today, that we were going to be in an igloo, and I think both of us had some concerns, but it's actually awesome. Um, I am here today with Dave Snowden. He is the CEO of Triangle Talent, based out of Louisville, Kentucky. And before we start, I want to just mention that my company is Sapphire Events, and we help events, venues, and destinations shine online. But today, I am hoping we can give you lots of great information about booking talent and igniting your own marketing and managing your events, venues, and destinations smarter. As I mentioned, I'm here with Dave Snowden, and I felt, you know, my company is Sapphire Events. We have this blue that's a sapphire blue, we call it. And I walked up to Dave, and he had on, what do you know, sapphire blue sweater. So I know we're going to be fast friends, Dave. Thanks for joining Wonderful. me. Wonderful. Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, and also, we had a little chat earlier the, the other day, and he was basically like, you can't stump me. And I said, oh, I love it. I'm going to try now. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to. Um, but anyway, usually I talk to event producers, people that manage big fairs and festivals and so forth, or big venue managers. And I think what I'm going to start doing a lot more of, because I've gotten great feedback, is talk to who work like me with a lot of events because you get you hear it all and you oh, yeah. see it all and oh, yeah. you experience it all That's and right. so I think you have a really unique um, perspective based on that so I really appreciate you joining me today. My pleasure certainly and I really do appreciate this. This is good. This is wonderful. Glad you're doing it. I know. I'm excited. I think that podcasting obviously it hasn't been around that long but you know everything's going to on demand. You right. know everybody wants it right. when they want it how they want it and so you're probably driving you're, if you're listening you're driving in your car right now hopefully not texting which is good this is what I, I listen to podcasts so that I don't text and drive it's like it keeps you occupied your mind is occupied and you don't try to you know do other things so it works for me that way so anyway I like this new medium so anyway I understand that you Dave you have produced entertainment in 38 states including 19 state fairs that's crazy how long have you been in business tell me a little bit about Triangle Talent well Triangle Talent actually started in 1960 in Louisville Kentucky it was just mainly a booking agency and then and 39 years ago, I uh, started producing the Kentucky State Fair, and from that we've grown into doing the Kentucky State Fair, New York State Fair, Ohio State Fair, Wisconsin, um, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Florida. Uh, we just today, uh, yesterday actually, signed a contract in uh, with the Washington State Fair in Puyallup, which is uh, probably the premier uh, big fair on the West Coast. So we're very happy about that. See, and I'm going to just impress you here. Have you ever heard, do the Puyallup? Have you ever heard oh, that? Yes, yeah, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, that's right. <laughs> wow. I know. I've got a lot of really useless information, Dave. <laughs> I can really just bowl you over. Don't ask me anything important. Right. But if you ask me something like that, I know all about it. And I love Kent Hojum from the Washington oh, yes. State Fair. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wonderful. That is a, just a great fair. And literally, uh, yesterday, we signed the contract. We went out, had a meeting with them. And it's one of the true great fairs, and they want to make a few changes, and they came to us, and we're the large, Triangle Talent is the largest producer of major fairs in the country. We're not the largest producer of fairs. There are several other companies that do a lot of county fairs and things like that, but we 
literally are the largest producer of major fares. So uh, we're very pri privileged to do that. And, and when you do that, you're able to add on other good new clients, which really helps out. That's really cool. And you know, if you're listening and you're not a big major fare, you probably want to be one. <laughs> so, you know, Dave's going to help you. We'll figure out, you know, what you can do to sort of become one when you, uh, it, it, over time. So tell me, Dave, how did you get started? Well, I was uh, a DJ, quite frankly. I was, uh, yeah, I was in the radio business in a little town of Winchester, Kentucky. I was a, a sports announcer and then became a DJ and I played football and basketball at, in high school and very little bit in college. But anyway, uh, I, I had a band come in one day and said, we want you to manage us. And I said, I, I don't know anything about managing you. I, what, what do you, and, and I said, but very good. And so anyway, I jump ahead a little bit uh, about, I don't know, about a week later, a salesman from the sales staff came in. He said, we're opening a roller rink up in this little uh, town just uh, outside of Winchester, and they want a band. Do you know of a band? I go, oh, I don't know. I don't know any bands. So I said, oh, yeah. I said, this, this, this band came in the other day. Uh, gee, I don't even, I didn't get their name and number. So I did something the FCC says you aren't supposed to do. I sent a message over the air the next morning. I was in the morning guy, and I said, okay. I said, I had a group of guys come in here the other day and wanted to, me to manage them. Uh, give, tell them to give me, I want you to give me a call. So they called me, and I booked the band. I went, I did a, I went up and I emceed the show. They were fantastic. I said, wow, man. So anyway, I actually signed them to the company that I now own. And uh, so one thing led to another, and then I got tired of radio pretty quick and uh, moved from Winchester to Louisville, and um, the rest is history from there. That is so cool. I'll tell you what I think is cool about that story. Everybody probably thinks you're so lucky. Oh, you're so lucky, Dave. What you do is so awesome. It's so lucky. But, you know, there's always that moment where you made a choice to to figure out, you got an opportunity and you saw it and you took it. And that's something that's not really just luck. That's actually taking advantage of a moment, you know? And I just love that about that story. Well, and the unique part of my background is my first days in the fair business, uh, I showed cattle. I, I was raised on a farm in Win Winchester, did not want to be a farmer, went into radio, like I said, and one thing leads to the other. So actually, when I look at the the affair, you can catch me in the cattle barn because I still like to, to visit there. So I see all aspects of the fair business. So you talked, you mentioned a little while ago about the smaller fairs. I love the smaller fairs because, and we do some smaller fairs also, but not many, but, but they really, they bring so much to the community mm -hmm. and the economic impact of what they bring to the community and what the example that they are to our young people. And I think that in itself is, is so very important. I do too, and I have such a special place in my heart too for a small fair because I feel like that they're the only game in town sometimes. And, and, and other than that, you think milk comes from a carton and nothing else. And I just think, I mean, that's obviously something big fairs do too, but I just feel like that, you know, I can go to a small town and sometimes somebody will say, we only have 50,000 people, but we only have 20,000 people in our county, you know? And so it's big, it's just, it's a big thing and there's not a lot of other choices. So I love that, uh, I love that we share that. I knew we'd be fast friends. Okay, so tell me about um, the Country Music Association. I know this is just, a, you know, not one of the many interesting things you've done in your life, but of course I love the CMAs and, the, uh, you know, uh, love country music. So tell me, how did that come apart about and what was that experience like? Well, I was on the CMA board for a couple of terms in uh, the Country Music Association 
Nation, and now there's the Academy of Country Music. There's a couple of different ones. CMA was the first to come along, and I, I was asked to come onto the board there because uh, of what we do uh, in booking country music entertainment. We book rock and everything else, too. So CMAs are uh, certainly an integral part of the music business. Um, they have been able to transition into areas such as a major TV show and uh, from the from the Grammys to the Academy Awards to, to the ACMs. Uh, so uh, all of those different organizations have great award shows. So it, it's uh, the CMAs um, have meant a lot to country music. And of course, country music has parlayed so much into the rock aspect of things too. So um, it, it's, it's a pretty varied organization. Well, the thing about you, Dave, is I know you have so many stories, and I'm just going to try to sit here and figure out how to get them out of you, because I'm just sure just the way we've been talking and how, how many different experiences you have and just the nature of what you do and who you are exposed to and who you're out there promoting has got to be so fascinating. So what do people ask you about when you meet them, about your job and about your life? I think a lot is they'll ask me about a specific artist usually and what what's what's your favorite artist and you know i really don't have a favorite artist i have some very very close friends in the business mm. and um, but not a lot of close friends as far as the entertainers go what I mainly do and what most of the fairs do, we work with road managers, tour managers, production people, not so much the artist. Mm -hmm. um, I love working with some artists, some artists I don't uh, because uh, of their personality. Of course, there's some artists that don't like to work with me because of my personality. But uh, I can't imagine that, Dave. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but, but, but honestly, it, it's all about, um, you know, trying to do the right show, trying to program the fair. Um, not every, we, we started a long time ago, 20, oh gosh, I think about 28, 29 years ago, I quit booking gospel entertainment and went to contemporary Christian. Mm -hmm. That has been a big boom. And so uh, you've got to diversify. A fair has to be has, has to have dirt diversified entertainment. You've got to have something for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. And we, uh, a lot of our fairs have urban acts, uh, black, black acts, uh, R&B acts, where, you know, you, you, you got to try to pull it in. Now, all of a sudden, now we're doing a lot of Latino uh, shows. Mm -hmm. So uh, a fair is a melting pot of many different things. I think it's what it is. Each fair is a theme park that lasts for 5, 10, 11, sometimes 17 days, a theme park that has agriculture is basically what, what a fair is. Uh -huh. That's great. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the music uh, mix. So when a fair contacts you and they say, hey, Dave, we're going to need entertainment. We need entertainment. We want to talk about working with you. How do you help them figure out what that mix of entertainment is? Well, we really look at the demographics. Uh, I mean, it's very important because uh, like we were talking earlier, we just uh, signed uh, an agreement in Puyallup at the Washington State Fair. And th that particular area is much different than it is in Des Moines, Iowa at the Iowa State Fair or in Oklahoma at the Oklahoma State Fair. It, 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 uh, different areas of the country have different uh, demographic likes and dislikes. The number one way that you can look at this is to see what 
radio is doing in that market and see what the ratings are of a radio station. Um, and country music definitely is number one from top to bottom. The, the reason that country music, in my opinion, is number one in music is because it's such a varied style. I mean, you've got a George Jones and you've got a Travis Tritt or you've got a Luke Bryan, a Rascal Flatts. You, you, you know, it, it's such varied types of country music where in rock, uh, it's more uh, a little bit louder volume, uh, a little bit, although the country artists are very loud too. Mm -hmm. but, but really, so the way to get back to, to your question, what we do, we really look at the demographics. We also will pick up the phone and talk to the entertainment editor of the newspaper. We'll talk to the Farm Bureau president. We might talk to the, we'll talk to the radio station people and go, well, you know, what do you like? What do you dislike? Uh, what do you, what, what, what do you, what do you think best about the fair? Uh, what's wrong with the fair? Is there anything wrong with the fair? Um, what other, we also look at the other venues in the area. People will drive easily almost in any market, you know, 75 to 100 miles to come see a show, uh, and, and some further than that, obviously. So, okay, what is going on around this, this area? Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's all about the demographics. You also, the number one thing that, that uh, we just talked today about Weird Al Yankovic, which is, a, which is an act that in some markets in larger markets does quite well. Uh, we were talking, to, I was talking to the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia. They have no way to market that show. Mm -hmm. So we look very definitely, okay, if we book this act, how do we market it? If you don't market it, then you can't do it. That's why some markets, we can't do Christian music because there's not a Christian music, contemporary Christian music station in that market. There's some that do not have urban uh, uh, rhythm and blues. So if, if you can't promote it, then don't book it. I mean, and everything has changed. It's very, very difficult right now to promote a show because newsprint is, nobody's reading the newspaper. If they read the newspaper, they read it online. Very few people <laughs> buy CDs, they download them. Um, it's your your kids, your 12, 14-year-olds, they don't buy CDs. They download it from iTunes, most of them, um, and listen to it on their, their iPod or iPhone. Uh, then you've got XM Sirius Radio. You can't buy ads on XM Sirius Radio. So you have to figure out, okay, how do we promote? How do we do things? And every market is very, very, very unique. So... Uh, Strawberry Festival, uh, the way they market things is they, they have a, you know, the, the paper on the, the, the at Wendy's and McDonald's oh, and everything, the, the little sheet of paper that they put on there, they, they print, I don't know, 500,000 of those and they get all of the, all these stores to put it on their plate and they put down there in the bottom where they can buy tickets and so forth. So it, so it, so it all, it, it really works out quite well.
That's awesome. Yeah, I think those are called tray liners. We've designed some for liner. some clients. Tray yeah, liners, yeah, and they really work well. And yeah. you can also do a little uh, coupon on well, them, yeah. you know, and things like that. So that works really well. Um, so, okay, I want to get back. Do you find that fairs know their demographic, or do you feel like you help them with that? Do you feel like they get surprised? Or, or I'm just, I mean, we don't name names, Dave. No, I'm just saying, no. what do you think about, uh, you know, as far as oh, fairs knowing? Oh, yeah, very surprised, very surprised. And you, you're surprised that they do know them or don't? No, they don't, they don't know their demographics. Um, You've got some fair managers. You in, in the fair industry, you've got probably 25 or 30 exceptional fair managers that are very schooled in the business. Uh, then you've got fair managers that are more controlled by their boards. Mm -hmm. And some of the boards confuse the issue because you've got a guy, you've got an agriculture guy sitting on there, which is good. Mm -hmm that wants to enter into what entertainment to book. Well, he, he doesn't really know that. So unless you've got somebody advising them, uh, it, it gets convoluted and then they get very disgusted. Uh, we have a fair right now, I won't mention the name, uh, a, a major state fair that's thinking about doing away with entertainment, which, and their reasoning is, well, we didn't do very well last year. So I had a meeting with them today, and I said, okay, let's look at who you booked, who they booked through a local guy, and this is a fair that we had dealt with before, and they wanted to meet with us again. I said, okay, let's look at who you booked last year. What, for what reason did you book this? Because mm -hmm. they had people that, there wasn't a music no, station, no, there wasn't no, any way to promote Nobody it. came, nobody came to the show. And I said, the reason, one reason, see this act right here, yeah. I said, they played a nightclub down the street where they didn't even have to pay to get in, and, and, and you're charging a $25 ticket. Why are they going to come and pay a $25 ticket when they just saw the act maybe a month ago? So it, it, it's, it's something that we're very lucky. We're, we're very, very lucky because we've been in the business for a long time, and we've done the fair business. We have a good reputation, so we're able to advise. And that's all we do is advise. Do you ever feel like a therapist? Oh yeah, oh a lot, I, a I, lot. I bet I sometimes feel like a therapist with people working on their with their boards mm -hmm. because they love their boards. Everybody loves their board, but boy, can it be hard. You you can't manage by committee, and that that is where it gets difficult. And you just you obviously and let me tell you, Kendra, if I if I booked what I like, mm -hmm. nobody would come. So it has nothing to do with what I like. And isn't it funny because I would go so far as to say in the most loving and respectful way that most of our boards do not represent our audience and or who we need as our audience. No question about it. That's exactly right. And uh, it, it's some, most of the time they get it. Mm -hmm. But another thing that I think is very, very, very important is the fact that they, that, that they, more and more affairs and IAFE has done a phenomenal job of training young fair managers. We have right now some of the finest young fair managers that have ever come along in my entire, my 40 years of being in this business. Uh, you got Jeremy Parsons at the Clay County Fair. You got Amanda Blair at the uh, Tulsa State Fair. Phenomenal managers. And what I like about them, they don't book necessarily who they want. They study, they talk to people. And so it, it, it really, and we become a team. A fair has to have a good team. 
one person can't do it by themselves. Mm -hmm. That's true with anything you do in life, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I often tell people, you know, brainstorm who goes to your fair and why do you think they go and get them in the room with you to talk about, you know, it's hard to put myself, I'm a mom, it's like hard to put myself into the mindset of a grandmother or a service provider, or a, you know, I mean, a serviceman or, you know, whatever. And so it, it's funny because I'm always talking about websites, but it's funny, it's the same exact thing with music. Well, there you go, websites. Now, let's, let's talk about that for a moment. Uh, the, the internet has changed everything in our lives. So um, we have to, and we work very hard on social media and websites. I have a client, and I'd rather not say their name. It's a Southern fair, a big fair, a state fair that had absolutely, it wasn't a website you designed, I will tell you that. Thank you. <laughs> it was absolutely the worst website. You had to go through four steps, literally, to find out how to buy tickets. I even, I was showing it to someone and I got off track. I knew how to do it. And I said, what? So you wonder why people, and you take an older person who doesn't, is not on the internet a lot, you gotta make it simple. I mean, make it simple, dummy. If you don't, it's not going to work. So that's why, and I'm not just promoting Sapphire here, that's why good websites are, are, are worth millions. I mean, and if you don't have one that does, that, if you don't have a website that works, you, you're probably going to hear about it. And, and, and if you yeah. if you get the average person, and it's not a 15 year old, <laughs> if you get the average person that looks at a website and they can't navigate it, mm -hmm. uh, change quick, quick, very quick. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, I used to say, you know, it has to be one click away from the homepage. Now we say it has to be on the homepage. Oh, I yeah. Mean, That's exactly right. Yeah. you got to have an opportunity to buy right there on the homepage. People have ADD even more than we ever thought. It has to be fun also. You know, you don't want a, a, a stale, just a terrible web. You just don't want a bad website because that reflects terribly. The Oklahoma State Fair, Scott Munns, uh, who's uh, is just, I mean, he's unbelievable. He goes to the point where you click on one of the acts there, and it has their music. Now, it just has little blurps, but if you don't know who Casey Donahue Band is, who's a red dirt act, which a lot of people wouldn't know, mm -hmm. you click on that, and all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, I know who that, I, I know who that is. So, it again, it, it's all about... But it's got other information on there too. You can find out where, what barn that that the, the 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 small ponies are in. What barn is the sheep in? The 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 all the livestock. That that it's so much. And you know, I couldn't design it. That's why you you do it. Uh, but it's really pretty easy uh, to look at it and tell how it works. Yeah, well, and music is so important. I mean, and this is, Dave and I didn't talk about this or anything but uh, beforehand, but I will say, you know, with Sapphire, and it, no matter who you use as your web provider, providing music, it's not just, uh, you will sell more tickets if you provide web music on your website. We provide it every single page, and I'm just throwing this out there for you, if you use, whoever you use, every single band has music. And then we populate that music that you upload for every band onto a music player that people can listen to all day. And it's, the thing that's 
important isn't just listen. It's bringing another sense. You know, sight, sight. You know, it's primarily web is sight. But the more uh, experiential you can make it, that's more engaging for people. And I will tell you, I have a term that I use: predictive of a sale. If people listen to the music and you get another sense involved, that is predictive of a sale. So I highly recommend everything Dave's saying. We never talked about it, but that's so well, important. Well, you know, you know you, it's, it's very simple, too. If you don't want to go to the expense of, of doing what, what Oklahoma does, where they literally put the music on there, you can put a link to YouTube, mm -hmm. and the, it's mm -hmm. already there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it does that creates and you know more about this than I do but I think once you go to YouTube then it's hard to get back to well but but so so that's that's but still a small fare mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. someone that can't afford sapphire to do it that's got a local person doing it and they only they're only going to do a couple of acts anyway yeah then use YouTube and plus another thing quit I, I see these people that fight well I'm not on Facebook and I don't like Instagram well get over it it's here it's here to stay use it, use it to your benefit, have a bunch of followers, then all of a sudden you go, oh, wow. I mean, it, it, so it, it's unreal what you can do. And it's, guess what? It's free. Mm -hmm. It's free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So real quick about YouTube. Um, you can actually copy on YouTube on a video. You can see something called embed this video and you can copy that code onto your website. You can have your web guy do it and you can actually play it in your website. They don't even have to leave. Yep. Video is another excellent predictor of a sale. Uh, you can even run that video. If you get your artist to give you some music, you can put it on like we talked about. You can put your video and then... Um, that is very uh, engaging for a website, and that I think would be very uh, another important. I feel like we're kind of giving people a little bit of a formula of how to sell more tickets online. Exactly, exactly, and you and, and quit fighting it. And because I, I do run into some people going, well, I don't want to. Really go. Well, guess what? Again, get over it. Get get on with it. Another thing they need to do, also, Kendra, is they need to try to figure out every way they can to capture email addresses. Um, you've got to capture email addresses. When you're communicating directly with someone, and just think about this, let's say, I mean, you can send them a happy birthday wish. There's all kinds of things you can do when you've got their email addresses. I mean, why not do this? And by the way, you can get a 16-year-old high school intern to come in and do that, and it, you, you've set something really good up. Dave, you're so smart. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, I know. Sure. Oh, you're yeah. so smart. But seriously, if people have heard me go on and on about email once, if you've ever heard me speak, you know that I will say, I, I love social media, but when you talk about ROI, the predictor, if you send out an email, if you look at your graph of when visitors came to your site and your sales, it will be more tied to email and when you sent out email than anyone else, anywhere else. And I feel compelled to say, during your event, that is Christmas. You know, we're actually re recording this podcast in December, so all, all of our mailboxes are full, you know, with all the Christmas deals. Your fair is your Christmas. You do not ever miss a day without promoting your highlights, without saying, beautiful sunny day you know whatever it is and you can obviously schedule that way ahead I hope everybody listening does this but I had a client one time a really good client big client she said Kendra I forgot about the existence of email during my fair and I said yeah. well I love you anyway but seriously next year 
we, you got to, and, and oh my gosh, now she's the biggest fan of email. So um, I want to ask you about the budget. We all know it's expensive, and that's why I'm sure it's so painful when people make mistakes um, on many levels. Um, tell me about, do you, is there a rule of thumb of how much people should spend on music? Is it like relevant, rel is it relative to their total budget or their anticipated revenue, or is there any magic bullet for that? There's no magic bullet for that. I think the one thing that you have to do with respect to when you set your budget, when you set your entertainment budget, um, is you you have to you have to also remember you need money to promote that show, to promote your fair. A lot of times you don't do that. And I think but there's no magic percentage or anything like that. Again, some markets have great, just fantastic cooperation from the local media, and some do not. One thing I want to talk about that's the newest thing that I have oh, seen uh, it, that, that I have noticed, and this, this is an, it's interesting, in Louisville, Kentucky, the, uh, the newspaper in Louisville is owned by Gannett, which is, of course, the largest uh, media uh, organization, I guess, in the country. <clears throat> but anyway, the they, the, the the paper there has just gone downhill to the point where advertisers aren't using it. It's 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 obviously in trouble. It's a very old newspaper. The Fox affiliate in Louisville, WDRB, which is privately owned, has they first they hired the two top sports writers from the newspaper, and I'm I'm saying what what the heck are they doing? Well, then now they've hired. And they have a total of, I think, nine writers, writers, I'm saying, that write their, on, on, their, on their news page, they do stories. So, and, and they're not the TV stories. This is the TV station. So now, so I'm seeing what's happening here. TV stations are seeing the great opportunity with the weakness of newsprint and people reading the newspaper online, so why not go to the TV station? Now, what this enables you to do, and I've, and I've already done it, if, if I hear of breaking news, I just had a, a very close friend of mine who owned a, several car dealerships in Louisville, and somebody texted me and told me he just passed away. I go on WDRB.com, it's already, his story is already on there. Now, now I can, so so I, it's it's immediate. They've got these people writing, and it's a full story. It's not a TV story. It's the whole thing. It it, it is absolutely amazing. And then in me, I'm talking to several people. Evidently, in the big cities, in New York and Chicago and Miami, that's already that's been going on for about a year. So the TV stations are getting into the online news business. Now I'm sure we're going to end up having to pay for that. But that is going to doom, in my opinion, newsprint. I think newsprint is basically at this point uh, uh, almost gone. I, 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 in some markets, I'm sure it's okay, but in most markets, it's not. Yeah, the other day I was somewhere and I saw USA Today, and it was so skinny. Oh yeah. I mean, remember when it used to be yeah, really USA, thick? Yeah, USA Today is owned by Gannett too. So, uh -huh. so and what they've done, by the way, talking about USA Today. USA Today, now there's a supplement in all of the other Gannett papers, like the, the, the Louisville paper has a, a USA supplement that comes every day. And I still take the newspaper, but, you know, I, you know. 
Well, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. I think there's room. I think it's honestly, I mean, I, I love to consume media in all different forms. And these people that are listening to this do too because they're listening to the podcast. So I think that we're all an open-minded audience. I want to ask you about experiences. You know, one thing that I try to do is sell not only tickets, but how can we increase revenue per ticket, you know? And so, you know, some people do that with a meet and greet or, you know, are there anything that you've seen done that is it helps people get more money for their tickets? I don't know if that's anything in your that you can control. But I just always feel like, you know, the more money you can get per, you sometimes have a limited space. Um, is there anything you've seen done as far as creating experiences for events? Well, yeah, there's a couple of things that I had a meeting yesterday with, with a, a state fair that had a bad year last year because of weather. And I have to give the total credit to Corinne Fetter with the Kentucky State Fair. Uh, she, she said, you know what I think we should do? We sell advanced tickets to the fair. Uh, through Kroger Company, and uh, the advance tickets, you, uh, it costs $10 to get in. If you divide in advance, it's, I don't know, I think it's $8 or something like that. She said, I think we ought to offer two tickets, two days. And I'm kind of looking at her, and I go, two days? I said, what do you, she said, well, that means what percentage do you think they'll, won't come back the second day, but we've already sold them a two-day ticket. Love her. <laughs> I said, wow, I have, I have never, ever thought about that. The other thing, and I was at a fair down in Florida, and they had a great PA system on the grounds. And they had had a really, they, this was about the fifth or sixth day of the fair. And uh, they, the attendance was down. It had been bad weather. It was cold. And because uh, it does get cold in Florida sometimes in, in uh, January and February. Anyway, they decided... To, to for, They said, for the next 20 minutes, you can go to the ticket office at such and such place, and you can buy a ticket to come back to the fair tomorrow for $2. There was a line so long, because it's a value. How many of those people actually came back? I don't know. But it's a value added. And they were only advertising to the people that, on the fairgrounds that was great to have them come back this to tomorrow. They're going to buy more food, the, more everything. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and it was it was newfound revenue. I mean, right there, because uh, I, I just you've got to be, you, you, you know, scrappy. You, you got to be <laughs> scrappy. You got to use your your head here a little bit. And, you know, don't give away everything, but it's OK to give somebody a deal. Mm -hmm. it, it's OK to do that. The Wisconsin State Fair, they don't you buy a concert ticket. You show it, and you walk in. You do not have to pay uh, gate admission. That's been a huge success, monstrous success. So, be innovative with your tickets. Use what you use what you've got, and you've got a great thing. You want to get people on the grounds because you you want to be successful. You want your vendors to be successful. Mm -hmm. If not, you're in trouble. Wow, I love it. You said so many things that I love there. I can't even can't even narrow it down. Are there any, uh, let's talk about up and coming talent that you're seeing, any genres? I mean, we talked a little bit about genres. Is there anything in specifically that you think is a good, uh, a good trend coming? No, not really. Uh, I don't see anything that is that significant. I, I think the one thing that if the people listening, if they're not doing contemporary Christian, they should. It's probably one of the it, it is the fastest growing. It's certainly not anything in this, the framework. You, but but you've got in the Christian market, 
they now they have hip hop, uh, they have step dance uh, acts that are for the young people, and that's a demographic that fairs have to go toward. The, the fair audience is getting older. We have to bring the younger people into the fair. And when I say younger people, uh, we want the 12-year-old to come to the fair. <clears throat> Beg their parents to come to the fair. Exactly. That's another thing, talking about promotion. Uh, Tulsa State Fair will, and I think they still do this, I'm not sure, but they give a free ticket to all the students. Well, the students in, in, in the elementary school, the students can't drive to the fair. And they say, Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, Uncle, Aunt, we got a free ticket to the fair. Uh, so what happens? They bring them to the fair. They wear them out until they come. Yeah, that is that is a really good point. And, you know, we do the social media for Tulsa State Fair. We don't do lots of social media for fairs, but they, I love Amanda, too. Oh, and she has such a great team. Progressive. And they're, progressive. It's true. Oh. And, 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 I mean, they must have, and I haven't talked to her too much about the, their board, but they have a relationship that of trust, I'm sure, that allows them to do things really innovative and cool. Well, Amanda is one of the true new superstars. And I've said it since I've met her, but again, she comes from a background of media promotion, which I think every fair manager should take a course in media and promotion, and a few of them needs to take some a course in public relations because <laughs> I, I, I won't mention names and stories. Thank God I don't have any clients like that, but there are some out there. Yeah, well, I, if you're interested in learning more about this superstar, I interviewed Amanda a year ago here at IAFE, and she was amazing. I love her. And working with her team, I mean, they just have so much success to build on. They made us look like we did a really great job, but really their fair is so great and the promotion that we were able to get such great social media lift, you know, just based on how much success they've had. Well, what you said a little while ago, the new innovative things, mm -hmm. I mean, they had a corn dog eating contest and I, I said oh and it happened to be on a stage I was producing and I said oh my gosh you got to be kidding me well they turned that into a big happening and, and they had tv cameras there <laughs> I'm thinking oh my gosh it must be a slow news days but 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 but, but but it worked well think about how they did the uh, name your goat name the oh, goat name I mean goat. I was like okay that goat I mean seriously but the thing is they made it everywhere it was like you couldn't get away from the goat and then yeah. you know I, anyway I thought it was great okay you're welcome Amanda for all this love yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly right and you know you something else. <laughs> uh, uh, Amanda has also the great ability to surround herself with people that are good at what they do. Sarah Thompson mm -hmm. uh, is just, I mean, she's so on top of it. You know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm older. I've said I was in the business for 40 years. Um, I learned a long time ago that what you do is you surround yourself with people smarter and younger than you are. I don't need someone that's dumber than I am. You know, I want somebody that's smarter than I am. I mean, uh, and and I've been, oh wow, I'm, I have to pinch myself. I really do, because of my staff, is just awesome. I I, I can't. It, it it's amazing sometimes, and I really do. I I literally pinch myself and go, how lucky can I possibly be? Because I really just, 
I fell into some of this. I know, but I have come to the realization because I feel the exact same way. Fifth, almost 15 years ago, I found my business partners, and they are the salt of the earth, and they're like my brothers from another mother. And I, but I think there's some skill involved. I don't know what it is. But I feel like I got so lucky that I must have a good uh, sense about it. Maybe it's a gut feel or something, but it's hard for me to put my finger on it. I think, Kendra, in just meeting you just now, and you, you lead by example, mm -hmm. I work as hard as they do. Mm -hmm. I don't sit back and wait. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, Dave, because I've been very successful, built a big company. Are you still working? Well, yeah. Are you still producing fares? You go, you literally go out and I go, yeah. Well, why do you do that? I said, well, number one, I want to make more money. But number two, I like what I do. Mm -hmm. So, and I get a big charge out of that. I mean, I really, I, I, I do. You know, when you're in your business or my business, mm -hmm. very few times to, we don't get any standing ovations, okay? And, and I've always said, I don't get a standing ovation, but when I stand there and I've booked this act at this fair and that person gets, and that act gets a standing ovation, I'm sitting back there with goosebumps going, yes, mm -hmm. you know, we did it. We did it good. And, and that, that is what it's all about. That's the thanks that we get. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way about when my fairs are successful right. and they're so excited. And then it's just like, oh, I got to be a part of that. That's awesome. Right. I mean, nobody has to know that. I know it and they know it. And it's the most wonderful thing. I just love talking to you, Dave. Well, you. We went over a lot, but I hope, I hope you're still listening. I know that we, I know, I hope, I really think this will be a very popular episode. I, thoroughly enjoyed the last 40 minutes of my life. I feel like I have a new friend and, and, uh, and have just really enjoyed talking to you today. So I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. Certainly my pleasure. And I'm sincere when I say that. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Well, uh, if you want to learn more about Triangle Talent, which why wouldn't you after talking and hearing uh, this wonderful man, you can just go to www.triangletalent.com. And if you want to learn more about Sapphire Events and how we help events, venues, and destinations market smarter online, just go to www.sapphireevents.com. And if you really liked this podcast, please do us a favor and give us a rating on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can get out to. And some of you have left really nice uh, reviews, and I appreciate it. It's fun to have a place that we can all kind of, when we want to, and just when we're uh, doing something else, listen to um, information and get a little bit smarter about marketing events online. So thank you again for joining me, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Amplifier Event Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Sapphire Events for smarter online event marketing. If you have an event or venue, did you know that you can get $20 for spending 20 minutes learning more about Sapphire? Check it out at www.sapphireevents.com. We'll see you next time on the Amplifier.